So a couple of months ago, there were only a handful of people that knew that this day would come, that I would be standing here uh, on this day, um, doing what we do together in this room, uh, me with the microphone, uh, uh, speaking to you for the next 45 minutes of time. <laughs> hey, you know, I've grown a lot in my preaching over the last seven years. Uh, the call committee knew. The St. Paul area synod knew. I knew and my wife knew. And as we were kind of, uh, kind of getting accustomed to that knowledge, I started thinking about what this time would look like. How would we start our time together? How would we kind of lean into this next chapter of Prince of Peace? And I began to think about, well, what are we, what are we doing together? What's our purpose as a church? And through my prayer, through my thoughts, through my conversations with my wife, I kind of thought that we should maybe start kind of at the beginning with the kingdom of God. Because what we're all about here is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Not the kingdom of Paul Dean. That would be bad. Not the kingdom of Prince of Peace. That would be bad. But the kingdom of God where we are constantly called to align ourselves with God's kingdom. And in Scripture, the stories of God's kingdom are told by Jesus, these stories that often are talked about with seeds, weeds, and shiny things. The kingdom of God is like a seed, a seed that grows. Some, some don't. Seeds that grow up alongside weeds, and sometimes the weeds choke them, and sometimes they don't. The kingdom of God is like treasure, shiny, precious, worthy of all that we have. And all these kingdom stories, stories point to God as the sower. God is the sower of the seeds. Now, if you've ever been a seed planter, if you ever stuck your hand into a bag of seed and brought that hand out and flung that seed on the ground, you may know that there's a term for that, and it's called broadcasting. Broadcasting. You take seeds out of the bag, you fling it onto the ground, you're broadcasting seeds. The act of flinging seeds wildly and generously all over the place. Broadcasting. A sower. A sower broadcasts seeds. Now, in our world today, there are a lot of things that are being broadcast. And I like to always start with the good things, like seeds of love and hope, seeds of peace and patience and beauty. But we live in this world, and so we know that there are all kinds of other things being broadcast, right? Seeds of hate, seeds of anger, seeds of judgment, seeds of despair, seeds of division. And in the midst of all of that, in the midst of all that broadcasting, God brings the gospel message. The gospel message through Jesus Christ, broadcasting that the kingdom of God is near, is close, is at hand. And the kingdom of God is all over the place. That God is a generous broadcaster of the kingdom. We read this in the gospel of Luke. Soon afterwards, he, Jesus went on through cities and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The good news of the kingdom of God. 
being broadcast wildly, uh, widely out in the world, generously out in the world. But it can be kind of hard to see at times because so much that happens in our world seems to be the opposite of broadcasting the kingdom of God. However, God, the original, the OG of broadcasting, gives us a place to start. And it's, it goes a little bit, little bit like this. About 20 years, about five years ago, excuse me, my wife and I celebrated our 20th year anniversary. Actually, uh, now it's almost 25 years ago, but we were married right up here on this platform. Pastor Paul Gaucher and Pastor Nancy Lee Gaucher married us right up here, right there. And for our 20th, we, my wife and I, decided to take a trip. And since our anniversary is in late December, uh, we decided that we would take a trip to a beach somewhere nice and warm, a place in Mexico called Cancun. So we decided to go together. And all of this we deciding, I didn't realize that the we we were talking about also was going to include our kids. <laughs> that kind of we. What? 20 years of marriage and we're going to take our kids with us? They weren't there on that glorious day 20 years ago when now my wife made the best decision of her life. <laughs> she's here somewhere. I think she was. Maybe she's not anymore. She went home to change the locks on the doors. Um, so I said no. No. And no means no. So a couple months later, I'm swimming off the beach of Cancun with my kids, <laughs> having a time of our life, and, well, I realize, yeah, uh, no most of the time means, Paul, you have absolutely no say in the matter. And, of course, sometimes my wife is right. Well, no, let's just rephrase that whole thing. She's right all the time. And I had a great time swimming with my kids in the ocean and being with them. What great memories that we're able to have with my kids, Jonah and Hallie, now that they're, they're out of the house. We love them dearly. <laughs> they're not watching. <laughs> you should be. However, I noticed that my swimsuit had begun to deteriorate. Well, let's, let's, let's back that up a bit. Actually, my wife noticed that my swimsuit had begun to deteriorate the next day that I was getting dressed because we were going to go on a water excursion and have a lot of fun. And she said, you cannot be seen in public wearing that swimsuit. And I said, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. But what I found out was that when my wife says no, it means no. So no, I was not. But I loved this swimsuit. It had served me well for years and years and years. <laughs> it was my favorite swimsuit, and I seemed to be its favorite too as it had grown with me over the years. <laughs> we had been through a lot together, that swimsuit, and that swimsuit never judged me. Like the father in the story of the prodigal son, always welcoming me back home. However, just after one day in the salt water, in that, that beach water, finally exposed the wear and tear of the years. And after a small temper tantrum, uh, accompanying with the fear of going to a Mexican prison for exposure, I laid that much-loved article of clothing to rest. 
Now, the problem was I didn't have a backup. I did not have a backup swimsuit. And again, we were going to have some real fun in the water that day. So taking the matter in my own hands, I announced to my family that I was going to go on a solo mission to go down to the gift shop and buy myself a brand new swimsuit. Now, I can do this myself, right? Dad could handle this small task and make it happen. Well, 15 minutes later, I'm in the gift shop with the rest of my family who are picking out my swimsuit for me because I can't be trusted to pick out the right swimsuit. But it actually turned to be a little more, turned in to be a little more complicated than I thought it was. The first hurdle was to find a dressing room. And there wasn't one in the gift shop. And the, the lady in the gift shop, super nice lady, um, after my family picked out a couple of different swimsuits for me, she cleared out a small office off to the side. And as these people left their off, they brought their laptops out. They looked at me like I was the entitled American coming in to just use their office to uh, kind of try these swimsuits on. Um, I, I went in and started to uh, put on and try on some swimsuits. Here's the second problem. Um, as I mentioned before, I have not been in the swimsuit buying um, uh, market in a long time. And the technological advances for swimsuits had passed me by. Who can fit in these things? <laughs> no one can fit in these things. Super tight? Basically unwearable. I can't believe they're trying to sell them. It didn't matter how many times I tried, how much I sucked in, not happening. Wasn't going to happen. What I didn't realize at the time, there's some things I began to understand about myself, but one that I didn't realize at the time was that a small crowd had gathered in the gift shop with my family and the employees with other people at the resort to watch the spectacle. Side bets were being made. <laughs> Every suit I was given to try on, you could hear the odd, odds makers shout out what the odds were that that was going to fit. I was told actually later that's where DraftKings got their start, if you know... <laughs> about gambling. After several more tries, the gift shop lady looks at me with a mixture of pity and epiphany. And it was quite comforting, weird, all at the same time. And then she begins to broadcast for the whole gift shop, the whole resort, for the entire eastern seaboard of Mexico. <laughs> and she made this statement, you need stretchy? And she made the universal sign for stretchy. You need stretchy? <laughs> now, in that moment, I thought she'd asked me a question. You need stretchy? But reflecting on that experience, she didn't ask me a question. She told me what I needed. You need stretchy. And the broadcast to the world was not a question. It was a statement. It was actually a command and it, that command was based on the lived experience of her, me, my family, and the cloud of witnesses that had gathered in that gift shop. Her simple yet tender broadcast of the truth of what I needed at the moment changed the whole trajectory of the day. And we had a lot of fun in the water that day. I think we have my, maybe they, yeah, there they go. Maybe they uh, had to censor that. My old swimsuit would not have managed that whole deal. I would still be in prison. <laughs> so as I begin my time with you, 
and for all those who are not yet in our community, because I imagine that there are a lot of other people that are looking for a place to belong. And they're not sure just where that is yet, but I believe that place is Prince of Peace. So as we gather together and with those who are not yet here, let's begin with a reminder. God is generously broadcasting the truth of what we need in our lives together. And that broadcast is all about forgiveness. God doesn't ask us a question. God tells us to live stretchy with one another. Stretchy with one another. Stretchy. Actually, in the biblical Greek, stretchy means forgiveness. No, does it? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just saw some of you like, hmm, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I can't do that. No, no, no. But what is in the biblical Greek, another translation for the word forgiveness is the phrase to let go. Forgiveness is all about letting go. And that's what Stretchy does, right? Stretchy lets go, like the prodigal child, welcome home, always welcome back. And we read about this forgiveness, this letting go in our family prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray. Now, we, we call it the Lord's Prayer, but it's not just the Lord's Prayer. It is a family prayer because it starts with the word our, our Father. Not your father, not thy father, but our father. This is our family prayer. We're praying to our father. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is who we pray to, our father. And our father calls us to forgive. This prayer just might be the biggest broadcast of forgiveness ever prayed. Gospel of Matthew our Father, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Our Father, let go of our sins as we also have let go of the sins against us. And this is a, a prayer that we pray over and over and over again. Every week, we're just going to pray it in a couple more minutes to remind us that we need to be stretchy with one another. I'm new. I haven't been here for about seven years. I don't know what's been going on here. I don't know if there have been prior grievances here at Prince of Peace that haven't been processed or haven't been healed. I invite you and I to be stretchy in all of that. Many of us have lots of goals and ideas for what Prince of Peace should be about and what our community should be doing. And that's awesome. That's because that means you care. You care enough to, to invest in your time, your time and your talent and your resources. There might be promises or plans that have been made that I just simply don't know about. I don't know uh, about them. I invite you to be stretchy with me because I will be stretchy with you. In this next chapter of Prince of Peace, there's a lot for us to do. Many, many challenges are ahead of us. Challenges that are right in our face and challenges that we don't yet know about. But we're going to have lots of conversation along the way. 
And we're going to have these listening sessions this fall. I think we have five or six different listening sessions currently on the calendar. I'd love to see you all there. You may not think that you have a, your opinion matters. I'm going to let you know it does. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your hopes are, what your dreams are for Prince of Peace. I want to know where, you, where you're coming from. I want to know where your fears are for Prince of Peace. Where are our strengths? Where can we lead into the future here at Prince of Peace? I want to know these things. I'm not coming in with a plan. I'm coming in with a plan to help us together create a plan for our future. So I hope that you come to these listening sessions. And they are listening sessions. You can ask me questions, but they are listening sessions for me to hear you. And then, of course, a lot of plans have already been made. Family ministry is launching right here today. Men's ministry breakfast has made its return. And lots of other plans are moving. And other plans will be discussed and lived into so we can meet the challenges that are present and then also coming our way. And I can't promise that everyone will be super jacked up about how we plan together. I can't promise you that everything is going to be exactly how everybody wants it to be. You know, I told my friends, I said, you know, church would be great if it wasn't for all the people. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a church, right? We all have ideas, we all have thoughts, we all have dreams, we have, we have th experiences that we want to we wanna push in. So I, I don't know if everybody's going to be happy as we move forward together. But I will promise you this, we will do this together. We will do this together and your voice matters. We will do this together and we will live stretchy with one another. And at times... When we can't find the words, let's just make the universal sign. <laughs> let's pray. Lord God, as we move into this next chapter of your church, a church that has been named Prince of Peace, that has an amazing past, living into an awesome present and is being called into a new future. We ask, Lord, that we would live into the broadcast of forgiveness. Thank you for your generous nature, your generous broadcasts of forgiveness in our lives together. We also ask, Lord, that we would be able to be generous with forgiveness too, that we would let go. We would let go of, of the sins that have come against us or even let go of our own doubts, our own shame, our own guilt. See, that's what forgiveness wipes away. We are made new. We are made whole. Help us surrender to you and help us let go. Amen.